đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Hey guys, welcome to this week episode of Team Can't Hold My Radio. And thank you for listening in. So next and next week will be spring break. And then a couple weeks later we have state convention. So hopefully you guys can go there as well. And if you guys are signed up for a room already, so make sure to enjoy your roommate. Make sure you guys don't don't fight or anything like that. Make sure you guys are helping each other, loving each other. Everybody should be loving each other instead of hating each other. Because that's what life is. Life is short, so people should like love each other. Anyway, let's get to the news. What we have for today. So, China. We're gonna start with China today. China says military spending grows to seven point point one percent in two thousand twenty two. U.S. to the two hundred and thirty U.S. dollars, um, billion dollars. China budget military budget, the second largest in the world after the United States, is set to increase by seven point one percent in two thousand twenty two, which is what they announced on Saturday. Some one point forty nine trillion yuan, which is about two hundred thirty billion dollars in U.S. standards, has been set aside for national defense, according to a government budget report. Why can't they use that to help housing, or ending shadow banking and all this crap that they keep using? The increase is slightly higher than the 6.8% rise last year and broadly in line with the general pace of growth in recent years. It exceeds Beijing's annual GDP growth target of 5.5% announced separately by Premier Li Keqiang on Saturday during during a speech opening the annual sessions of the China rubber stamp parliament. Li said Beijing would enhance military training and combat readiness stay firm and flexible in carrying out military struggle and safeguard China's sovereignty, security, and development interests. What, invading Taiwan? I'm pretty sure that's going to waste a lot of money for that. Beijing has poured billions of dollars into defense modernization in recent years as it aims to transform its huge military into a world-class force rivaling that of the United States and other Western powers. <laughs> military tensions uh, dramatically increased over the past years between China and rivals, including and rivals including the United States and India, as Beijing over, have overseen an island-building spree in the South China Sea, clashes on the Himala- um, the Himalayan border, and saber rattles over Taiwan. <laughs> Li actually never made any reference to these tensions other than the standard warning against any. "Quote unquote separatist activities in Taiwan, and for interference in the self-ruled island status. I, this is what I don't get. Beijing said the United States interfering in Taiwan's affair, but Taiwan is a foreign country. It's a it's a it's a country. They can do anything they want. They can even have a relationship with any countries that they want. It doesn't have to be on China's well. 
I believe the Chinese Communist Party is intervening with Taiwan's affair, not the United States or any other countries. <laughs> still, though, Beijing's military budget is still far lower than Washington's, which has over $700 billion earmarked for defense spending for two for 2022. But many overseas military analysts believe actual spending is significantly higher than the publicly announced budget. The People's Liberation Army, PLA, is the arm wing of the Chinese Communist Party, and the party leadership needs to secure a continued support from the military leadership, said James Char, an expert on the military on the Chinese military at Singapore's Nanyang Technological University. One of the ways to do this is by demonstrating that the needs of the PLA are being prioritized. Chinese leader Xi Jinping last month called on a military conduct, ch- conduct combat-oriented test and increased cap- um, capacity for intelligent and form- information-based warfare. Over the past year, China has conducted two flight tests of hypersonic ballistic missiles. They're wasting so much money on those things. It's like a waste. How about use these to help with housing process? Maybe give some to the poor people. You made so much money. It's the large. It's the second largest economy. Why can't they give those money to the poor people? I don't know. They just don't. The Chinese Communist Party doesn't gives a crap about it. Beijing censors. Be, um, Beijing censors. Be, um, Beijing Paralympic opening speech. What is it about? The International Paralympic Committee, IPC, on, said on, on Saturday said that it asked China's state broadcaster to explain the apparent censorship of its present forceful anti-war speech at the opening of the Beijing Winter Paralympics. I don't know why would you even go anywhere. The IPC president, Andrew, Andrew Parsons, used his Friday night platform to strongly denounce war, saying the Olympics truce for peace must not be violated. The 21st century is a time for dialogue and diplomacy. No hate and no war, not war and hate, he told the audience in the Capitol National Stadium. Parsons added he was horrified by the current war situation while stopped short of specifically mentioning close Chinese partner Russia and its or its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. But its combination has not yet been translated into Chinese on air by state broadcaster CCTV. At one point, the broadcaster also appeared to lower the volume of his speech. We are aware of reports and have asked the CCTV for explanation, IP, IPC spokesperson Craig Spence told AFP on Saturday. We're st- we're still, we are still awaiting a response 24 hours on. Why are you so desperate to ask them that? How about how about think about the rights of the people of Hong Kong, or rights about the people of the we in the in the Xinjiang region, or the Tibetan, or in the Mongolia, or whatever, or or helping out Taiwan, or whatever the heck? Why can't nobody understand that the Communist Party is a huge threat to the to world peace? The Chinese people can't even stand the Communist Party. This shows that the Chinese people are fed up with the Communist Party. <laughs> Beijing has been um, threading a cautious diplomatic line on the conflict, avoid calling it a war, 
every reason you condemn the actions of Moscow, which, which it only last last only last month, touted a no limits friendship <laughs> in staging in the staging area area ahead of the Friday opening ceremony. Ukrainian Olympics unveiled banners that said "Stop War" and chanted "Peace for Ukraine." As some shed tears while receiving hugs from the competitors from other nations, a day later it revealed that a Chinese rights holder would not be airing English Premier Premier League football matches on week on the weekends. With the game expected to show solidarity with Ukraine, what's wrong with it? The Chinese must be scared. The Chinese Com- Communist Party must be very very scared of it. They do. They are very scared of what's going on. Okay, moving on. We're going going straight to Hong Kong. A very stupid idea. Why not? Hong Kong's frontline medics decried dynamic COVID zero as putting politics before public health. To be honest, they're using the same tactics that the Communist Party would use in their com in their government. S was a mid was a midway through his shift. Which is the name of a person that we're not gonna expose their identity. Through with midway to his shift two Sunday ago, when he was called to an isolation facility where an eighteen-month baby and her parents, all three of them COVID positive, has been admitted. The toddler is gasping, a high-pitched wheeze filling the negative pressure room. The mom told me she has been. Like that for two months, as a sur- a surgeon in the public hospital's accident and emergency A and E department said, but no matter how hard she tried to call for help, nobody answered. Pretty sad, I know. The baby was taken to the the pediatric intensive care unit, a transfer that S said should have happened after two minutes of, or maximum twenty minutes, not two hours. She was. She was suffering from a respiratory illness that could have been life-threatening, he added. Across Hong Kong, a raging, a raging COVID-19 wave has pushed medical facilities to a tipping point. As public hospitals became increasingly overcrowded, frustrations had grown amongst frontline medics who said the government continues to stand by the same COVID-19 policy as two years ago, when little was known about the virus and vaccines were not available. Hong Kong's fifth wave, fueled by the much milder Omicron variant, has left frontline health workers scrambling, but not quite, but not quite to the right, but not quite to the right places. Some medics say, resources and manpower are depl- are being deployed from hospitals to isolation facilities for patients with minimal symptoms, while inconsistent government messages messaging has sent healthy COVID positive patients rushing to. Emergency units, causing day days long waits for those needing urgent attention. People have developed more severe illnesses because they didn't get the care, the care that they could have. As said, speaking to Hong Kong Free Press from home isolation after testing positive for COVID nineteen, he asked to remain anonymous. We respect that actually. Frontline medics told Hong Kong Free Press that the devastation was a result of the city's zealous, um, zealous pursuit, pursuit of the dynamic COVID zero, an approach that appeared embedded in politics. Chief Executive Carrie Lam 
said in January that the dynamic COVID zero strategy was mainland China requirement, while state-run media caught a policy of detecting all potential infections and quarantining them, the scientific choice for the cities of 7.4 million people. Does it even work? Definitely not. Doesn't work actually. Everybody from vaccination to our zero COVID policy to the way we try and watch patients, all of those have been a lot to do with politics. W.K. Wong, an internal medicine resident who uses uses an alias, said, "Since the virus has emerged, the government has attempted to hospitalize every COVID nineteen patient, even if they're." Um, astropomag that has proved impossible in the face of tens of thousands of daily cases. But with the city-wide compulsory test- testing plan for March, an anti-epidemic team from the from mainland China, China are building in a nine community isolation and treatment facilities, the first in Tingyi, beginning admitting patients on Tuesday. It provided 3,000 3,900 beds and caters to those in mild and with mild or no symptoms. <laughs> there was no reason to waste so many resources and manpower to lock these people up, said C and A and E doctor. They they can essentially live at their home, <laughs> which makes sense. They should if they want to be quarantined, quarantine their home. I'm trying not to yawn here. That's whether all the facilities will only admit admit. Healthy, healthy patients, and if the doctors will be stationed there, the hospital authority told Hong Kong Free Press on Monday to ask the relevant government department. It's, it did not say which department those would be. After following up, the Hong Kong the hospital authority confirmed on Wednesday that it has established a medical post and a new community isolation facility in Tingyi. To support the medical medical needs of citizens under isolation management. <laughs> In response to the question to a question from Hong Kong Free Press, post during a Wednesday COVID nineteen press briefing, the the hospital authority chief manager and a great clinical service Larry Lee said that ill patients would be hospitalized, but the community treatment facilities can look after look after cases in between patients with mild and severe cases of a virus. It is unclear how many of the nine premises will be used for healthy patients and how many will cater to those in between. On Friday, authorities said a new facility at the Kaitak Cruise Terminal will admit elderly with mild symptoms. They also said that the hospital authorities would deploy doctors to facilities he did not respond to a question that, about whether this would reduce manpower at the hospitals, but said the government would consider would consider recruiting private care doctors on an ad hoc basis. Meanwhile, C says some non frontline medical staff, including surgeons and orthopedic doctor, have already been sent to the Asia World Expo and the North Lantau Hospitals, Hong Kong Infectional Constructor. Control center, who, which admit admit stable patients, the transfer of doctors to these makeshift facilities, he said, could have worsened the crippling man- manpower shortage. They could otherwise be deployed in hospitals and actually care for severe cases. See, who also requested anonymity added, public hospitals are overwhelmed as they are, and a steady flow of people testing 
positive. Testing positive for COVID-19 and turning up at hospital department, but who did not require attention is adding to staff heavy heavy workload at any given time, he said. <laughs> Around one third of those who can, who come to this hospital don't really have to be here. The fire service department, who runs the ambulance services, have urged the public not to dial 999 if they are not severely ill. People in Hong Kong are genuinely scared, she added. Hong Kong and China have hyped up the scariness of the COVID-19. It's not saying it's not scary, but feared that it should be proportional to what's happening. Since the pandemic begins, health authorities have held near-daily press conferences announcing the new num- the number of new case- COVID-19 cases and, and death. But let's focus on giving the emphasis of that many experiences minor symptoms or asymptomatic. I can't even pronounce any of these words. I apologize to you guys. This panic is absolutely unnecessary as the the surgeon the surgeon said, adding that he thought the government and health experts aren't were fear mongering. <laughs> the government's contradictory messages has compound anxiety, medic the medic said. On February 7th, the hospital authorities advised those who test positive via a rapid test to go to a hospital to take a nucleic acid test. Two days later, the hospital body backtracked. The officials body backtracked, appealing to the public to stay at home as hospitals were overwhelmed. <laughs> they should have said that a long time ago, not now. Frontline medics that Hong Kong said that Frontline medics that Hong Kong Free Press spoke to said there is general consensus among their colleagues that the dynamic zero policy is unstable, unsustainable, but their hands are tied. We voice our views to our boss. They say they voice them to their boss. They say they voice their, them to their boss, as he said. But there is no way to change the overarching government policy. In recent weeks, Hong Kong authorities have welcomed teams of experts from mainland China. To help the cities battle the outbreak, the most high, high profile for arrival was Liang Wenyan, one of the architects behind mainland, mainland's dynamic, um, dynamic COVID nineteen strategy. But Wang, the internal med, internal medicine residents, is critical. Telling people that we have mainland teams coming to help you, all of it take the focus off what we would, should have been doing right now. To help the people who need the most care, he said. As COVID-19 infections continue to mount, it became increasingly clear that the COVID-19, um, the COVID-0 strategy is untangible, Wong said. The epidemiological modeling from the University of Hong Kong has predicted a peak of 182,900 daily cases this month, while the city's coronavirus death rate, with the most of the fatalities, being unfascinated elderly is believed to be the highest in the developed world. <laughs> the government has over two years to prepare to a robust COVID-19 response, Wong said, but did not deliver. It was always a very stupid idea to think we have a, COVID, a zero COVID forever, Wong said. I think we have a lot of very stupid decision making by our government and health authorities. It's true!
Well, duh, and I'm doing anything. It's like they, like, they're caring, they're caring whatsoever. So, Hong Kong riot police. Yes, we remember them. Remember them back two years ago? They're here. Hong Kong riot police will return to the streets to assist with citywide compulsory testing. What are you going to do? Beat up doctors? I don't know. Authorities will reportedly deploy riot police to assist in the city's upcoming mass COVID-19 testing as Hong Kong continues to battle a growing outbreak. Local media said over the weekend that at least 4,000 riot police will escort virus patients to the hospital or community isolation facilities and enforce building lockdowns. The police will mobilize police the police force will mobilize riot police who will don full protective gear to form a region a regional response contingent, according to Hong Kong One. The unit ordinarily deployed to to public disordered situation. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Break up a bunch of hot of hospital people from doing testing? I don't I don't even care. <laughs> The police public relations branch did not confirm the reports with Hong Kong Press on Sunday, but said that the force will continue to actively support the government in fighting the COVID-19 outbreak. Do you think those shields? Do you think those masks? Do you think those freaking helmets that they're wearing? Do you think the batons or pepper spray and rubber bullets and tear gas? They're not going to help protect anybody from COVID-19. That's all they, that's all they know how to use. With daily infection wells into the tens of thousands, Hong Kong is gearing up for a mass COVID-19 testing that will reportedly see the population tested three times over the nine days. A number of health experts, as well as Wan Yang, who's leading the delegation of mainland Chinese anti-epidemic team in Hong Kong, have questioned the effectiveness of holding a city-wide testing team just as the infection are expected to peak. Reports that riot police will be on the front line of the upcoming mass testing efforts comes as health authorities said on Sunday that the security bureau, which oversees that police force, will be in charge of admitting COVID-19 patients to the community isolation facilities as for arranging confirmed patients to be admitted to the community isolation facilities. Our current arrangement when receiving the new cases is that we will screen them and select those who will meet the criteria for being admitted. Albert All of the Center for Health Protection said doing a daily COVID-19 briefing. We will give, give the name list to the Security Bureau and the Fire State Fire Service Department to arrange for the mission of these patients, he added. As the mass testing dates near, the series is building at least nine COVID-19 facilities with the help of mainland Chinese anti-epidemic teams to take in the confirmed patients. The first one to be built in Tindy began admitting patients on Tuesday. It will cater to those with mild cases of the COVID-19 coronavirus and who did not have medical needs. Can they just stay at home? I don't get it. It's like something simple they can't even, they can't even do it. Frontline medics had criticized the government's dynamic zero COVID approach, which I discussed earlier, which entails isolate, isolating patients who were asymptomatic or have minimal minimal symptoms. They argued that the policies added further pressure on the overly overstretched medical system, and that resources should be concentrated on treating the elderly and other vulnerable groups. Last Monday, when Hong Kong press 
asked the hospital authorities what the admission criteria for the, these new facilities would be, it said that the question questions should be directed to the relevant government department. It did not say which departments those would be. The Department of Health referred, referred Hong Kong Press back to the hospital authority. Hong Kong reported another 31,008 infection of, on Sunday and about 153 fatalities in the preceding 24 hours. <laughs> Yikes. So, we're going to do two news for right now. And two last news we're going to be talking about. I discussed about the vouchers in a couple in a couple of episodes already. Hong Kong consumption vouchers. First, Hong five thousand dollars to arrive in the system accounts in April. About six point three million Hong Kong residents will receive the first five thousand dollars installment of the ten thousand consumption vouchers in April. The city finance chief announced on 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 Monday. The handout. Will be made to those who successfully registered for the la- for last year's consumption voucher scheme via the same payment account. Financial Secretary Paul Chen announced the details on the f- of the first phases of the- of this year's consumption voucher scheme during an online press conference on mon- on Monday morning. Chen announced say when the first installment would appear in people's accounts. Only that it will expire on October 31st. The same electronic wallet, the same, the same electronic wallet, Octopus, Alipay Hong Kong, Tap and Go, WeChat Pay Hong Kong, that's not like I'm singing right there, <laughs> will be used as before, and citizens will not be given the opportunity to change their payment account platform. According, well, I don't know why I stopped like that. According to Cham, this would speed up the distribution process. With the current serious COVID-19 situation, we don't want to bother anyone, everyone. He said, basically, if you haven't lost your octopus card, there is no need for you to do anything to receive the coupon. The estimate 60,000 60, people with defunct account will have to update their registration with their new account details on or before March, March 25th. However, the platform cannot be changed. On Octopus cards, users can directly update their record their records online. Those who lost their accounts with their with their payment service provider are required to fill in a form and post it to the consumption voucher scheme secretary with a copy of their Hong Kong ID card. While Alipay Hong Kong, Tap and Go, and WeChat Pay Hong Kong users will get their first installment of the five thousand dollars at once. Octopus users will only get $4,000 in April. The remaining $1,000 will be dispersed only after the initial installment of the $4,000 have been spent. On the 16th of the following month, June 16th was the earliest date to will be paid, while November 16th will be the latest. All, user, all users will have to spend the vouchers on or before October 30th or they will expire. The official website for spending voucher schemes states that the coupon were not allowed to be used on the list of items including tax, water, electricity, and gas payments, as well as donations. When Chen announced the 10,000 consumer voucher scheme in the latest budget address, some lawmakers suggest a cash handout 
instead of an electronic voucher, are limited to for those using retail and catering sectors, most of them to have electronics. Concerned groups are un, for underprivileged citizens that the coupon will not be used to pay for rent, the largest difficulty faced by low-income people. Only those who registered for last year's consumption voucher scheme will be on, will be included in the first phase of handouts this year. Newly eligible, eligible citizens can only register to receive their consumption vouchers in the second phase of the scheme, when those who receive the first batch of vouchers will receive the second installment. The government has not, has not announced the details of the second phase, but says all new strengths will be allowed to reselect their electronic voucher accounts. It's like the government cannot actually give money out to people instead. Why can't they just give out cash? Not electronic voucher. It doesn't even work in my opinion. One final news for today. Study found almost 40% of of Hong Kong women have experienced sexual abuse as NGOs urges more government support. Like a government's going to say anything. A coalition of women's gr- a women's group has urged the Hong Kong government to provide more support to the to women who experienced violence during the COVID nineteen pandemic. As a study showed that close to forty percent of recipients said that they have experienced some form of sexual violence. That's a that's actually that's actually a lot. The Hong Kong Women Coalition of Equal Opportunities released the result from the survey on Monday, which included responses from, wow, 1,044 females ages from 15 to 64 in the city, in the city, that's a lot, and you know how much, that, that that's from a young age all the way up to an elderly, further interviews were conducted with 30 of the respondents, a study led by Professor Annie Chan from the Lingnan University, and conducted between May and December last year, showed that 37.54% of the recipients said they had experienced some form of sexual violence, including discussion on sexual topics that caused discomfort and non-penetrative sexual assault, and as well unwanted sexual attention. Can we just leave them alone? I don't get it. If they said no, it means no. Why do they keep saying is yes? Why do they keep thinking in their head? They keep thinking is yes. What's wrong with them? Get a brain for God's sake. Among the respond uh, respondents with experiences of sexual violence, close to seventy percent said the perpetrator was someone was someone they knew, and three quarters of respondents did not react to the incident when it occurred. I'm I'm hoping that they respond pretty soon. I'll, I'll be glad if they respond in a stronger way. The survey also showed that 26.37% said that they experienced violence from their um, intimate partner, including former partners or even former and current spouses. Close to 90% of perpetrators were men. It feels so embarrassing when we we see that report. It's It's like we don't even, it's like we're living in the 50s now. We're not even living in the 50s no more. 2022. Be smart. The story also showed that close to half the recipients, respondents, who reported that having sex, having experienced, having their intimate, intimate partner violence, did, 
did not seek help after the incident, with some fearing that seeking help will worsen the relationship with the perpetrator or negatively impact the perpetrator. Seriously, if they do something to you, I don't even, to be honest with you, if they do something to me, I wouldn't even care what they do. I don't care about the relationship. If they got, if they were so bad on me, I'd rather leave. I'm not staying with them. I'm not saying they're dumb or foolish or anything like that. I'm saying they need to stand up. That's the true thing. People need to stand up. CC Zeal, who represents who represented the coalition during the press conference on Monday, said that the number of requests requests for help received by by Hong Kong Federation of Women's Center involving an intimate partner violence ha- had increased around 10% under the COVID-19 pandemic. Pretty shocking. During the pandemic, the most common limitation we face is that we won't go out and we will stay at home most of the time. And the cho- and children are having online classes so they are so they are staying at home as well. Many people are employed or underemployed, said Deal. When facing some sort of pressure, such as economic pressure, such as economic pressure, when we're staying home for a long period of time, and your home might not be enough space, a lot of issues will surface. But you're in the same space, making it easy for conflict or argument to arise. We also said that the pandemic had made it more difficult for people to seek help, with some having more concerns whether where to move in a shelter. The court services have also been impacted and consequently divorce procedures have been delayed. That sucks. The coalition also made a series of recommendations from, pro- from improving public education to reviewing how police categorize cases involving domestic violence and modernizing the family court. The studies also suggest that the government should be more flexible in providing help during the, co- during the pandemic. Some departments had reduced services even as the number of cases seeking help has increased. Economic and housing assistance were also recommended by the coalition, as women who experience violence often had to rely on the perpetrator for economic support and live under the same roof as their abuser. I wish people can just stop abusing each other. COVID-19 is so stressful, and the government doesn't even, doesn't even help whatsoever. Thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure to tune in every mo- every Monday and Friday. And we're almost heading off to spring break. Hopefully you guys are having a great day, great spring break. And thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll, and we'll hear you guys. And we'll tune in with guys every Monday and Friday. This is Team Camera Radio signing out. <laughs> Can't host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Can't host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.